there was another question. Obviously, I already asked um, Brother Peter that. The question is from an attendee is asking, were you afraid of failure when starting your business? If so, how did you address it? Maybe uh, Brother Ahmed can start on that one. I don't think uh, there's a better answer than what Brother Peter gave. Mm. There is no failure in this world. In this world, we were made to work. You are, that's your creation. You work, you fail, you learn. Um, when you fail in this world, it's not fail. And when you fail in the next world, that's fail. Mm. That's it. This is very simple. Uh, you know, and we, you know, fear is something to be addressed. Yeah. You are lucky that fear is not born. The word afraid here is something to watch because when you say I'm afraid of anything but Allah, then it's weakness. Mm. Yes, so when you and luckily we build on this uh, um, opposite of the, uh, fear is bravery, and bravery is muscle, so you can work on it and get it stronger. Luckily, we're not just born with bravery, you know, you're not <laughs> you can work. <laughs> So yeah, there's no fear is irrelevant if you are you have to have strength to overcome fear. Thank you so much, Brother Ahmed. Uh, these are words that are applicable not only to business but to life in general. So that's a great insight, Sister Della. Do you have any insights regarding you know you being afraid of failure? It's a, it's a common thing across all entrepreneurs and startup founders. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I am the more careful one in the business. Um, you know, I've got my partner support who's amazing. But, you know, initially investing in a business when I didn't have a job and I had to use, you know, the family's money was scary. Um, and it was it was scary because I thought, oh, if something goes wrong, you know, it's on me. That's what it felt mm -hmm. like, you know, as a female who didn't have a, you know, full-time career before starting this. But just having someone that you can go back to to give you that confidence sometimes is really helpful. Um, you know, having someone you can talk to and just clarify your thoughts is really important because being an entrepreneur can get really lonely. Um, I didn't have a team. I didn't have staff, you know, a couple of years. So just having someone you can check in with is important. And that's why I love what you've started here because mm. you need friends in business. You do mm. truly do. You know, you need people you can go to. Sometimes my own family, you know, would say, like, my uncle's the ex-Australia um, Post CEO, Ahmed Fahua. That's him. And he said to me, what you're doing is impossible. Same day delivery of produce is impossible. And that is my own family. And now I'm just like, yeah, we do it. That's awesome, Dalal. That's such a, that is the best, uh, that, you should lead with that because, uh, you know, Ashali is very successful, he's on the newspapers, but you proved the uh, the impossible. Either that or he was just trying to set you up to make you work maybe, super maybe. hard. He's a very strategic guy, mashallah. But um, no, I think Dalal, you've, uh, you know, you've, you know, uh, great, amazing business you've got going like are you in sydney uh you, you haven't expanded here yet right because yeah, we'll be, we'll be waiting we'll be waiting <laughs> inshallah that's great brother peter um there's one more question from the audience and then we'll wrap it up inshallah it was particularly ad uh, addressing your heart-centered kind of approach and the question is how easy or difficult has it has the process been of combining contemporary design and heart-centered in sound principles to form your uh, mission. That's, I feel like it's kind of addressing that idea of, you know, 
um, modern modern design and um, mm -hmm. kind of being able to infuse it with you know uh, these these very deep seated values and um, uh, principles of excellence. So yeah, sure. Well, I, I kind of think of it this way. If I mean, I mentioned a little bit when I was talking earlier about you know we experience design you know every moment of the day, but we might not be that conscious about it and. But, but definitely in terms of advertising or in noise and uh, distraction, attention, you know, how many devices and um, apps are really trying hard to get our attention out a distraction. Um, you know, there's a lot of noise around us, you know, and, and we've seen this kind of gradually exponentially now um, coming to our, our lives and design is responsible for a lot of that. And it's design, I kind of call that design without heart. So it's very easy to do design without heart, which is, okay, how are we going to get people addicted? How are we going to make them buy things they don't really need? How are we going to get them, uh, you know, consume in a certain way and feel like they should have this or look like that or buy that? That's really been the paradigm of, you know, the, the last probably, you know, 50 years of, of um, you know, consumption. Um, and, and in the digital kind of environment now, it's very, very, um, um, uh, you know, it's just, it's just become more exp exponentially more, um, uh, you know, dangerous, I think, as well. Uh, that's not to say that um, all design and everything we experience has, has been negative, but what I feel that there is a reaction to that happening, and I think that you have always had, and hopefully now a growing sense of a, um, you know, design consciousness where the people, um, the entrepreneurs and business are either reacting to that or actively trying to lead with, I, I kind of use heart-centered approach because everyone can get around that idea, and, and alhamdulillah, mm -hmm my you know friends and colleagues in professional design circles um globally people that have you know worked in tech companies or have left and started their own uh people have sold their company to facebook or airbnb that you know the, but they have this um heart-centered approach that language is universal but you know in spiritual terms you know that's just we, how we, we how we're taught to live our lives you know and that naturally permeates into business and what we're trying to do um in that our spiritual aspirations very much should be the foundation for what we're trying to build um, and that's what gives it the beauty and the the blessing is is when you you know you know like uh, you know uh, as we've all kind of shared Dalal early you know deal deal with people with honesty and patience and beauty and that shows and then you get the the blessings in the business. So whereas mm -hmm. traditionally in entrepreneurship and particularly startup kind of conversations um, like this one, but you know just in terms of a you know uh, startup co working spaces, it's you know the conversations are always about valuations, users, um, how do we get onboard people. How do we, you know, what's the, you know, the, the cost per acquisition? The language itself is so heartless. It's like, how do we get people faster? How do we get to billion yeah. users? And the investors looking just at the dollar signs, um, you know, but I think there's actually a lot more to people. It's just that that's the convention of the day. And without taking a whole lecture and blah, 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 I know we're out of time, but um, <laughs> I think there's plenty of people that would welcome what we're talking about here. And if we use the right language around heart-centeredness, you know, like-heartedness, um, you know, use that kind of language. Everyone will get behind that. A lot of people, because they're thirsty for this content and, and not just in their business, but in their lives as well, having this heart-centered approach to how we live our life. I think our entrepreneurs and our designers, our creatives like on the, on the call, um, actually can have a lot of influence on people's lives by the way we do business and how we treat people um, can actually be a window into the, the spiritual tradition behind that. But I'll leave it at that, inshallah. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry for the long answer. Those, those are beautiful words, and I think I think they ring true in all aspects of life, really. And um, you, you, all you three are testament to you know that staying true to your values and being uh, being steadfast, so to speak, and 
you know, being uh, thankful and patient and uh, going through the struggles is worth it at the end of the day because at the end of the day, it's a personal journey. And as uh, Brother Ahmed said, we need to always have our goal in mind at the end. So I think these are great parting words for for um, our attendees and for the speakers. So thank you again to our speakers for joining us and volunteering your time. And I will urge all the attend attendees, and I imagine they are very, very keen on learning more about you and your business and how you're doing things. So I urge them again to uh, um, follow you on social media and also support Mecca Collective and the, the work that we're trying to do. This is just one of the many events, inshallah, that we will be running. So, um, inshallah, with uh, no further ado, I will say thank you, a very big thank you, and may Allah reward you for your efforts and for spending your time.